This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Come for the prophecy. Um, but I had this dream last night that I was looking at a pot just jam full of sausages and like red sauce, right? Uh huh. And the chef came. It was like bubbling, bubbling. You know you can dream about anything. Right? I'm just. I saw yeah. this in my dreams, and then a chef came and he had a pair of tongs and he started taking sausages out of it. And I was like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "Hey, there's too many sausages. There's too many sausages in the pot." And I was just like, "No, no, 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 no! You leave those sausages alone." You dreamt of a you sausage thieving yeah, chef. And, and so the chef just stuffed them all back in there. And I'm just desperately afraid it's about gay sex. (laughs) (laughs) It is possible. Big messy red bowl just jamming as many sausages in there as a fucking chef can handle. So in your dream, the (laughs) fantasy of the dream was that you had as many sausages as you you wanted in a pot. Literally, I will say, I then remember I took a sausage out of it with my hands and it was like long and girthy. Like It was like a lump. It was like sausage. It was a big cooked sausage. Uh And it was like, was I cupping my own fucking dick and balls in my sleep? Well, you said long and girthy, not bizarrely well, shaped and nubby. growing, it's different. Oh, I see. You know, I've got a, yeah, I've got a Scottish egg at the very top. Oh, people love to hear about your yak. <laughs> yeah, they can't get enough of it. That Henry Legume. <laughs> Welcome to the newest, <laughs> this is amazing news here, people. It is. Cave Comedy Radio's new number one show. Yeah. That's us. It's the John. Hile us. Hile us. Yes. Hile yourselves. We're cleansing the other podcasts. We're going to (laughs) go through and drag them out in the streets and take their shoes and their fucking gold fillings. It's the genre-defining horror comedy podcast. That it is. The best one that's ever existed. I think the only one that's ever existed. Absolutely. And you should probably do the intro of it now. (laughs) <laughs> That's the last podcast on the left with Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by always, as always, by a fella he loves his meats. He Henry lo- Zabrowski. Henry we'll Zabrowski. Just do meat. We already did the sausage story. You know what yeah. I mean? It comes out to there's no point in doing a character because yeah. we know that whatever character I do is some mirror fragment of my brain that's that's right. gay. That, right. that is gay. There's that a is. part of me that's deep down inside. Right. Maybe not so deep, but I'm saying like not. <laughs> Crazy deep. Do you feel like the more acting work you get, the more success you get in Hollywood, the gay is kind of bubbling up? No, no, no. I'll waggle no. it around anybody. Yeah. Any paying customer. Oh, that's Line good. Line them up. That's what I say. That's right. Today's main question, <laughs> war. War, what is it good for? Creating haunted battlefields. Ah, that's God. what it's good for. What am I getting the old God for? That's a great intro. War, war. So what we're doing is it good haunted for? battlefields. Haunted so battlefields. Is that like... 
straight up, is there not a fucking battlefield? <laughs> <laughs> That's not haunted. They I, should, I imagine they're all haunted. Maybe in some sea way. battles, some some um, sort of submarine uh, conflict. But this is a Marcus episode, and Marcus mm, yeah. knows all. We were talking about this before the podcast. Marcus is is very deeply versed in history. He has Absolutely. found some beautiful stories about famous uh, haunted battlefields. Yep. Uh, which I've noticed is like as soon as I read like actual history, this is why I did bad in school. Mm-hmm. I, I glaze over. I literally die on the inside. But I can what read about alien garbage for fucking yeah. like six hours. Right. At right. any given moment. I could just sit right now and read six hours of alien material. You do read very, You read the same as a computer. I can't understand a goddamn thing. It's binary. Of, uh, yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. I barely understand it. I think I can't read. I'm it's starting possible. to think that maybe I can't read. And then they just right. line up words together and paragraphs on alien info websites that I just kind of make it up as I go. I, I think that's very, very possible. <laughs> I think well, so, so, too. Anyway, let's get back in our yes. DeLorean mm-hmm. and drive back. Back in time. I'm going back inside. Gonna go back in time. Go back da, in time. Da, da, yeah. Da, we should have had that cue. Yeah, did you we cue We should have had that music well, cue. Well, we're, we're going back in time. Yeah. All right. To the American Civil War. Oh. One of our yes. country's greatest times. The most wool ever used in a war. Mm, That's what I heard. Because yeah. they wore Hot. it in their underwear as well. Their yeah, hats. and they were sweaty. In the minds of many soldiers on both sides in the beginning, the war was to be a clean, bloodless affair <laughs> that would be over in a matter of months with nary a bullet fired. A Confederate uniform just showed up ghostly over <laughs> Marcus's body. Very amazing. But most soldiers had no idea of the bloodshed to come. Just let it soak it all in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How can you fight a war to such beautiful music? You know, the times they weren't were playing so this gorgeous. music. When they play, this is after the fact. Some some Mumford wrote this song. No, Jay yeah. Unger wrote this. All Who's right, he? Unger wrote it. Jay Unger is a very well known American folk artist, and he um, wrote that theme for Ken Burns' Civil War, one of the greatest documentaries yeah, fucking 15 ever years ago. Made all Best the songs made during the Civil War were like tie up the blackie, make him sing. <laughs> You know, it's like it was yeah. all the worst songs on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah, burn that church down. Saw a Puerto Rican in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm old not, I didn't Civil realize War we songs. had the Puerto Ricans here during the Civil War. <laughs> that was a similar voice to your Poo Poo Pickle yes, song. It's the same man. Man, it's we haven't thought. Man. I haven't thought about Poo Poo Pickle in a while. Henry, well, can you throw a Poo Poo Pickle out there? Give it to us. Come on. Come on. We're gonna take a pickle, painted brown. Mm-hmm. Take that frown upside down. Is Poo Poo Pickle? It's a Poo Poo Pickle. <laughs> uh, hey, give it. Yeah, girl, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yeah. And what a lucky lady she is. Oh, that she is. All right, let's All right. get into some let's ghosts. All right, let's get into this. All right. Well, the thing is to, to be known about. God, uh, I would love to see Henry during the Civil War on a horse. Oh, no. Just I would have been through. hiding under a rock. Yeah. I would have been making the other soldiers laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. just having a good time. I'd be a chef, maybe. There was, there yeah. was no laughing during no, the Civil no, War. No, we'll no. We'll find out right yeah. now. We'll find out you don't right have a tongue. now. You can't laugh without but a tongue. But before we get into the actual God. Civil War, we need to go over and t- talk about exactly what type of hauntings, uh, battlefield hauntings, actually are. And it's pretty obvious to those of you who know uh, mm-hmm. your ghost terms that this. This is definitely residual haunting. Which so is basically this idea yeah. that it's like it's it's like a VCR spaces and houses and it, like they they 
collect energy like batteries. And so a lot of times when you read about these battleground hauntings, it's just like watching the movie of the battle. Like over a lot of times they talk about how again, the yeah. battle would happen. Like, like you'd hear ghosts like up to like a month after the battle. Or like you'd hear the sounds of battle and smell gunpowder and stuff like that. I mean, or was a person who was still alive and just nobody was helping him. You know, <laughs> he's like, I'm actually alive here. And they're like, that ghost is moving. This ghost has been waking me up nine mornings a week. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm like, not a ghost. I'm, I'm still not- alive. <laughs> ghost trickery. My horse is dead. He's on me. <laughs> yes. Typical ghost talk. Well, a lot of times uh, residual hauntings are seen by people who are especially sensitive to it through a process called retrocognition. Yeah. Okay. Well, which is uh, it's, it's Smoke almost, your doobies. I would say it's very close to um, like uh, what's its putts? It's, it's like a psychic phenomenon. It's kind of like um, remote viewing. It's yeah. kind of like remote viewing. It's okay. kind of like, yeah, you see, yeah, we'll, we'll edit out the me trying no, to I jog want, my brain <laughs> yeah, back Yeah, literally working. slapping himself in the forehead. Well, and I, it worked. I can't edit it out if you immediately reference it. I know. We'll yeah. just, like, let's just. Now we got to keep it in. <laughs> and now we're back to the number two podcast on Cape Comedy Radio. So thank you, Henry. <laughs> Uh, retrocognition, it's used in a lot of what's called psi fields in psychic criminology and psychic archaeology. Okay. Would uh, you say, like, you put a psychic, quote-unquote, in a dark room and you say, hey, make some shit up. Right. Make some shit up. We're going to give you a bunch of money. Maybe you'll get a reality show out of it. So just lie to us. We'll believe you. Yeah. I see a man in a tall gray hat, and he is, no, there's a woman there. Oh, good. Thank you. That good. was good work. Yeah, Harold. that was great. That was perfect. Uh, there was an experience in 1951 that existed only in sound because these things, they can be sounds, they can be smells, they can be actual visions. This one was actually, there was only sound in France. Two English women, uh, they heard sounds of a famous air raid that took around, that happened around there in okay. World War II. Uh, and people who questioned them about this afterwards, these women had no, uh, or they say they had no prior knowledge of of the battle, but people yeah. who interviewed them afterwards, they were like, "Yes, that's that's the sound of that airplane. That's the sound of that bomb." It was remarkable. How did they, do that? they go like, and then the plane sound of sort of sounded like. <laughs> well, that's a WW2 oh, no, plane. And the other plane kind of sounded like. <laughs> oh, that's Brilliant. a humfutter. That's a humfutter nine four seven. A humfutter nine four seven. That's the biggest plane that England ever made. You know, they built it. They made it look like a pelican. <laughs> It's a great air raid they did. The old English pelican. So that's a form. Yeah, that's a form of it. And what a lot of people see in these uh, battlefield hauntings, they see phantom armies. And phantom armies, I mean, they date back to the Assyrians. You know, you'd see ghostly warriors that would make attacks on desert cities. There's another thing they call uh, this phenomenon. They also call it time slips. Yeah. Which is uh, very interesting because then the Philip K. Dick experience that he had where he said that he traveled back in time to the Roman era Mm -hmm. and then watched it superimpose on modern times, basically some entity telling him that, you know, there is no such thing as time, and what happened in the past is also happening right now. Time Slip is also going to be a brand new movie starring Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage. Check it out in Time Slip. it's just like men slipping on clocks. (laughs) Guys, just tripping over fucking graphic. That's great stuff. The most interesting thing that I found throughout all of my research on haunted battlefields, you know, and I went over to Europe, I went 
all over the world to research this type but of stuff. But through the powers of right. books and your imagination, and right? Internet, you didn't actually yeah. travel. No, Marcus no, no, is not allowed no, no, no. to board a plane. <laughs> He's actually red flagged by the TSA. I am so. on the no-fly list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I found that was most interesting is that the strongest hauntings were from civil wars. So the, right now, like Syria, that's just going to be one hell of a nice haunted it, battle. That will be Absolutely. really interesting. Because then again, this is also, because we keep digging to look for ghost material and serial killer material in the Middle East, and I never see that shit. Yeah. So we'll do, with the time will tell with that. But it's a, the Civil War, the emotions ran so high. Like, with, so are you, doing, are you encouraging people in the Middle East to keep the Civil Wars going? Keep so it we can up. have <laughs> Need so we have our little radio ghosts. program, and then we can have a nice haunted We could get matter. at least two episodes out of Haunted Middle East, so just keep murdering each other. <laughs> yes, <there>. that's great. <laughs> um, but no, the Civil War was, 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 I mean, depending on what people were fighting for. People were fighting for their, their what they believed to be their home. They were fighting for their economic stability in Lunch, terms of viewing you know? slaves as, as horses. You know what yeah. I mean? Like... <laughs> Slightly less yeah. than horses. Perhaps. I mean, it's it's brother against brother. You're fighting guys that look like you, that speak the same language as you. Also, people, the, the, that you, people that, that you might the, know. Yeah. And the way people died was so excruciating in the Civil oh, yeah. War. A lot of times people say, well, like, when you got shot in the Civil War, you didn't die from the gunshot. Days. They were, they were yeah. made out of soft lead. The bullets were like, they were round, soft lead bullets, and they would just burrow their way under your skin. They'd hit you and stick. And the infection would kill you, so you have this prolonged suffering. Yeah. And then especially, like, when you talk about phantom armies with, like, the Assyrians and, like, ancient armies, those, they were just beating each other with fucking sticks. Yeah. You know, and horses were stomping each I other. I mean, I death. would actually say that the sword is probably a better way to die than an old-timey bullet. Yes. The, well, at least the sword will maybe pierce you bleed you out. Yeah. yeah, you just bleed out kind of immediately. Well, let me tell you guys about the bullet they actually used. It was called the mini bullet. Mm. Uh, the mini bullet? The mini bullet. Oh, yeah. I thought of the mini donut for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, and the caliber, uh, it was the first ever bullet that was actually given a caliber. It was a 58. This is why you failed history class, by the way. What? Because you just thought of a mini donut. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 58 caliber uh, weapon, or a 58 caliber bullet. It was a okay. half inch in diameter. Yeah, it was like the size of Andre the Giant's thumb. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. If you think about it in modern terms, the largest bullet that we use in, in combat is a 50 caliber. We use them in sniper rifles now. And those are massive. Massive bullets. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge bullets. And like Henry said, these things were made of soft lead. So when they hit bone, when they hit uh, intestines, they expanded throughout. If you got it's hit. It's sort of like when you threw gak at the wall. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, nice yeah, yeah. little. Or nickel? phloam. Yeah, phloam was fun, but it didn't quite spread the way. Yeah, they crushed and smashed bone so badly, there was no hope of any kind of recovery. That's where the amputation came in, right. which we'll get into later. Well, let's get into some ghosty stories. Yeah, let's get some ghosty things in there, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, before, let's oh, go. I might, I, might, uh, I might get amputated during the Civil War, though, just to have some of that sweet whiskey. I mean, I think they you could just some. have whiskey Um, if you no. went to the dentist or you went to the barber or you went to the movie theater. Or no, you, you like got went cocaine to- if you went to the dentist. Well, you get, you get yeah, that's even better. All right. You get whiskey or cocaine anywhere you went. You don't need to have your arm chopped off. I just wish the doctors would still just feed you full of booze whenever they will you had if a you surgery go to the done. Right doctors. That's fine. all through yeah. Boston. I'll look in all the alleys of New York and I'll find him. 
Well, let's go through some of the numbers to really give people yes. the scope of this war and how many people actually died. 350,000 Union soldiers died from various causes. Here's the interesting thing. The majority of people who died in this war died from disease. Yes, because they were stuck. They were sitting in muck and in yes. the cold and like like they were, you know, trench foot and they got the flu and they because they're just hanging out for months. A lot of times they were talking about like they'd wait for supplies to show up and they'd be stuck in like a valley mm -hmm. with their food supply and all that shit cut off from them you know, just moldy. waiting for people to show up and they're just sitting in their their shit. They're sitting and on this, buckets of shit. There yeah. was this whole idea that, you know, your husband goes out to war and then he comes back and he's a stronger man. He's grittier and he's more handsome. Some well-placed scars like that new goddamn I Frankenstein <laughs> Eckhart character. That's not yes. what Frankenstein monsters look like. I'm kind of excited for I Frankenstein. But <laughs> it we'll looks terrible. That's not what yeah. Frankenstein <laughs> uh, monsters look like. But, um, um, but really, uh, he comes back with trench foot. Yeah. Which that's yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's and like more racist whole than body. Ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold him nearly from the round table of gentlemen. Trench foot. I mean, if you want to talk about psychic scars, 25,000 men died from suicide, execution, sunstroke, or just plain fucking accidents. Yeah, well, wool guys, allergies. Yeah, well, that's a bad one. That's a bad one for Civil War because everything was wool. Mm -hmm. And that's just on the Union side. On the Confederate side, we don't have as many records because a lot of them were destroyed. Yeah, they can't uh, write and read. They, they played with <laughs> Rocks, that was the know? major problem. <laughs> I feel like, sorry, Marcus. I'm sorry, of, people from the South. I love the South. Yes. Uh, out of all those uh, between suicide or just getting murdered there or with the disease, I feel like uh, sunstroke is the nicest one. You just picture a little sunscreen know. on their no. nose. They That's have like how Louis Anderson's going to die. <laughs> well, yes, you know what I mean? Because like, he's having not... a great time on the beach. <laughs> Uh, in the Confederate side, it's estimated that 150,000 died of disease and 95,000 were killed uh, or mortally wounded in combat. This is insane numbers. We're talking like almost a million Americans died j right here. All yeah. American, more Americans died in the Civil War than all other American wars combined. Because we the know Rebel how to fight. That's right. <laughs> it was a real even matchup. Uh, and some historic, uh, and not only on the Confederate side, not only did you have the soldiers dying, you also had the first instance of total war, Sherman's March. Yeah, burn the buildings, rape the women, take all the shit, like just to level the place. Fifty thousand civilians died. It's like the three alls from Japanese, the Japanese war crimes: burn all, loot all, rape all. Yeah, burn all, loot all, rape all. That's going to be on your uh, funeral. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, but we'll see how things turn about yeah, in my life. Be a nice little pamphlet. Yeah. Uh, so the bloodiest battle of the entire Civil War and the bloodiest battle in American history was the Battle of Antietam. Antietam. An Antietam. No, and the, it was also really interesting because they, they call it, in the, if you're from the South, they call it a different thing. It's called Battle of Antietam, and it's also called, like, Battle of, like, Smacky Brook, which is just, <laughs> like, it's, Brook. like, not the same. It's, like, Antietam yeah. is a better name for a fight. In four hours, 23,000 men were either killed or wounded in this battle. That's Can you imagine long... the sound of that? Can you imagine the sound? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Hi, I'm so fine. one guy just going like, eh, ba -da -da, ba -da. it's like, what are you so happy for? And he's like, I'm going to Italy. <laughs> I mean, this is, yeah. <laughs> so People would just run at each other with their bayonets 
and uh, just start shooting and, and stabbing just, like, each other, beating each other rocks. No, it wasn't a uh, bayonet war at all. This was yeah, all because the, the rifles that they used, you can kill someone from a thousand feet. Because the, right. the the reason why there were so many casualties is because the generals thought they were still fighting a bayonet war. They they were still fighting a musket war uh, because okay. these rifles and the machine guns and the Gatling guns, all this shit was brand new. And they that's all the North. The North had all those uh, nice North had, guns. North yeah, we had all the killing machines. Yeah, 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 we had a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, but the soldiers, the generals, they didn't know how to fight these wars. And in fact, during battles, there was so much smoke and confusion that men couldn't hear the generals. Certain units would just get lost and scattered, and they would have no idea where they were. And you got to remember, these were fucking children that yeah, were they're like Yeah, they're like literally 15 years old. Yeah, they're 15 yeah. to 18. Like a lot of these guys, they're 18, 19. None of them have battle experience. Mm-hmm. None of them knew, were even in a gunfight. They didn't know anything past hunting with their guns. But it's almost, right. uh, I mean, that's why I, I don't even agree about lift, like raising the age of uh, bringing kids into the army or to serve their armed forces, because I really think that these are people, that they'll be able to heal from it. If you're 15, I, I mean, like, I don't up, know. But like, might psychologically, just be messed up forever. I don't know. We didn't get to see Civil War vets. You look at it like vets, it's a video game. If they're anything like Vietnam vets, I don't think they came out of yeah, there. Yeah, no like fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say about Vietnam vets. Or a little bit too much fun. So the most haunted place in the entire ba- in the entire battlefield of Antietam, Bloody Lane. Bloody Lane. No, I don't know it, why. Was it called this before or after the war? <laughs> after. Afterwards. Absolutely. Okay. What, all it was before the road or before the war was a narrow, sunken road that okay. Robert E. Lee thought, all right, this is a great place to defend. We can really get through. We can punch through the defenses here and we can possibly win this battle. Soldiers on both sides were firing at each other continuously. Finally, the Confederates were overrun. And in this one lane alone, this narrow lane, if you look at a picture of it, it's maybe fucking, I don't know, 10, 50, like I would say 20, 30 yards wide. Damn. Five. Thousand men Jesus died here Christ. in this one That's fucking ghost nursery. And according there. to eyewitnesses, Bloody Lane is haunted. What? Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, it's like, I, you know what? We were just trying to have a nice Sunday stroll, and I can't believe how many ghosts we were raped by in there. I'd say, I, I get, if I could ballpark yeah. it, I'd say about a 5,000. Well, a little spectrophilia there. Uh, well, it's uh, one of those places you can uh, s- smell gunfire, you can smell, uh, you can hear gunfire, you mm-hmm. can smell gunpowder all around the area. Uh, one visitor saw a ton of Confederate soldiers walking towards them, thought they were reenactors until they just vanished. You see, wow. this is where part of me, it's like, I like the idea of residual haunting, but I also believe there's something to do with time. I think that there is some, there is a there is a time aspect being played where the, it's it's both recorded and maybe it's, the you know, what we talk about with, with the, the vortices, like things are, like this is a place where things could be thin because yeah. there's so much terror that happens in this place and there's so much psychic energy that's created when these events happen that yeah. like they become like bookmarks. Do you think this is a- there's a tear in maybe time something here? like that yeah you know something like that or it's just the idea you know it just shows I mean, that that's time's a lot really fluid for this very tiny space uh, of earth that's a lot of debt like i figure like each like yard is like i might have a foot at some point die yeah, on me yeah. or something like that but they just got 5000 5, they're like what, what did we do in there, you know? yeah yeah i, I mean in bloody peaceful land, land.
Can you imagine in this one? I mean, it was a sunken road, so it was you know it was essentially like a half a half circle. Five thousand yeah. men, a river of blood. Yo, yeah, Just it's called Bloody Lane. Yeah, yeah, it's called Bloody you know, Lane. Take old Mary Jane down there, give her a finger pop, and then you call Bloody Lane again for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> so the most convincing report of a haunting on Bloody Lane came from a bunch of Baltimore schoolboys. Oh, okay. I love nothing more than a Baltimore <laughs> well, schoolboy. Be careful here. Let's not indict yourself. Pat him on the head, give him a lollipop, keep right. a secret for a year. Yeah. <laughs> so these be. these kids for a whole year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you have ample time to run know, away, relocate <laughs> somewhere? Go to Italy. I'm going to Italy. So these kids, they heard singing, and they went back to their teacher, and they said, "This is weird. We heard someone singing." Deck the halls out there. Really? La, 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 la. Like, you know that song is forbidden in this school. <laughs> it's a religious song. No, it's not. And so the teacher, he was, you know, a Civil War buff, and he immediately knew what that singing was. It was the war cry of the Irish 69th New York Militia. Okay, and so the 60th... That was their war cry? No, their... Uh, I mean, it was just a different... It's a different song back then. All songs used to be about murder and slaves, and then they gradually right. got turned into Christmas songs. I'm just, it doesn't matter if it was... Yeah, that's true. No, it it's, was Gaelic that they okay. were singing. They were singing... Uh, what they were singing was fa a bala like that's, oh, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds better. Oh, oh, blah. Okay, you can uh, kill all that. Which yeah. in English means clear the way. Ah, so, good. So that sounds they, like making everybody run, though. Why does Gaelic sound like Klingon? I don't know. It's very similar. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, another haunted place in Antietam is Burnside's Bridge. So yeah. what happened with so these kids? So they heard this. Uh, they heard the, yeah, they then, heard the cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, then it was over. And yeah. that's it. They saw okay. ghosts. Yeah. They saw ghosts. Yeah. They, well, they heard ghosts. They didn't actually okay. see them, but they heard them. Another uh, haunted area of Antietam is uh, Burnside's Bridge, also known as Roarback Bridge. Roarback! I like that. Roarback Bridge. It's exciting. Yeah. I think, uh, is there somebody underneath this bridge right now eating a bunch of pasta? Sorry, I've been asleep for a couple couple weeks now. <laughs> you kids run along. I know ghosts here. Ah, when ghosts just like drag the homeless man down. Scarlet, <laughs> continue. Yeah. So at this <laughs> this is the bridge where uh, Ambrose Burnside, General Ambrose Burnside of the Union Army, mm-hmm. pushed back Confederates, lost a lot of men. I don't have the exact figures of how many people were lost at Burnside, but a lot of these Union soldiers, they just fucking buried them as quick as possible. They so just, you didn't have to yeah, get the body back graves. to uh, to their home at all. At all, I mean, no, nobody no. gave a shit. Nobody yeah. cares. Well, we only I mean, give a shit now. Well, no. So the you, uh, the practice of embalming actually came from the Civil War. Okay, we, that was the first time that Americans really got into the embalming of bodies because yes, they did want to get uh, these people were so far away from home that right. they wanted to get these people back to their families. But we all know how fast bodies putrefy and decompose. It's a fast fucking process. Right. So they figured out this embalming method. Never mind the fact that the mail system was a little creakier back in the day because everything was run by a horse. That's right. And if the horse didn't get the fucking oats he needed, you're not going to get the mail on time when you got fucking little Jimmy Peterson in the back of your horse carriage and he's supposed to be delivered as a fresh corpse to his grandmother in fucking Not happening. It's not going to happen. Nope. No. So if you would go dig around on Bloody Lane, would we find a bunch of bones? This is on Burnside's Bridge and absolutely. They're all unmarked graves. Yeah. 
So there That's is, fun. and there, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. And there's a lot of Civil War battlegrounds, especially there's a naval battleground that during huge, so many men died during this Navy battle during huge storms. Still to this day, bones will wash up on shore. Bones. Cool. If you, you gra- talk about those, if only fish could talk, they could tell you how scared they are by the ghosts down there. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. It's uh, like a haunted little mermaid down there. So if you go down there and collect a bunch of bones and then bring those bones out and like bring them to the creek in the cave, uh, let's say, would uh, would they haunt the? Uh, would they haunt the? I area? hope so. Is the uh, is the ghost in the bones? I mean, a ghost will. I mean, as I would know, say, it, it depends on the the curse involved. Yeah, <laughs> the psychic <laughs> phenomena that's involved. Where it's like, because a lot of times they think it's about the location. Yeah, but there's talk. There's it's always like real estate. We could probably do a whole episode about haunted bones. Yeah. Because there's yes. fucking there's skulls that they talk about. There's skulls in the Tower of London that they say are haunted. Um, you know, you got Ed Larson's penis. <laughs> Ed Larson's penis, yes. The most haunted bone around. Uh, the hauntings at Burnside's Bridge, they're your, you know, your standard orb hauntings. People see blue lights floating okay. all around this bridge. And then there are a lot of people, you know, we've already talked about that. They say that orbs are different than full-form ghosts. That yeah. orbs are, are just like a... It's just energy right. globules floating in the air, like like oil on top of water. Mm. And then there's then when you see the full motion ghosts, that's like for real ghost. Yeah. So what does it mean when you see the full uh, figure of a ghost? I mean, does that mean that that person died a more horrific death? Maybe than or the, just, uh, it just the orb? Rec- how it was recorded. Are you talking about full torso apparitions? Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> full torso apparitions. Um, you can also hear at night. You can hear the sound of a drum playing a cadence, and it slowly fades into the night. Uh, and Sounds like a sound designer's fucking wet dream down there. <laughs> uh, and so now we're going to get to uh, another haunting, but this is arguably the most horrifying part of the Civil War, the hospitals. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. Because at this point, it just seems like the ghosts are trying to entertain visitors. Yeah. Just drumming <laughs> yeah, just, and singing for just, them. All it does is like, yeah, yeah, increase the tourism of the areas. Why are they so scared of us? All <laughs> we're doing is singing our favorite Gaelic song. Fire on, fire on. Well, times have changed, I guess. Our music is no longer popular. It's Katy Perry with the boobies and the bubbles. Can anyone sing that Born This Way song? (laughs) Uh, So, of course, you know, from the battle, uh, the Confederate soldiers had to be taken somewhere else. Uh, And the first place they were taken was St. Paul's Episcopal Church. Uh, Screams of the injured and dying still come from the building. You see flickering lights from the church's tower. That's got to be rough running that artist commune out of that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The wounded were also taken uh, to people's homes uh, around the area. And there's one house in particular where they say, legend has it, that the bloodstains on the floor cannot be scrubbed away. They cannot be sanded away. Hell they yeah. are permanently that's indented great. into the house itself. Rock and roll. Right. I look at that as more being like, well, that's like pre-furnished for me. I don't have to do any painting. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, what do you call that? When you, uh, when you, when you uh, polish a floor. Or uh, put a little uh, stain. Stain, yeah, stain. It is a stain. It is a stain. It's a blood stain. A blood yeah. stain. That's what you're trying to say, stain. right? It's like a blood stain. Yeah, like a what blood were, stain. When these uh, Confederate soldiers got taken to this Episcopal uh, church slash hospital, what were some of the um, what were some of the medical procedures that they were doing on them that would cause such a horrific? Oh, horrific they always had to use the knee rippers and the eye snappers. <laughs> I don't you want know? the eye snappers. My <laughs> eyes are fine. They're fine. No, no, no. I got to take a good hard look at them eyes. Oh, we're gonna get into that right now. 
What the, yes. be, the closest thing that people could describe these battlefield hospitals as hell on earth. Hell yeah. Oh, Absolutely. The st- I mean, these surgeons, I mean, they were. And this is the place where you're theoretically supposed to go and get better, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. But it's theoretically. Hell on earth. Good. Uh, think, here's a, a fact about the surgeons uh, at the, working in the Civil War. A, out of 11,000 northern physicians, 500 have performed surgery before. Ooh. And the Confederacy. It's just not a thing you should, like, dabble in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I just picked up a guitar and started touring with Van Halen. Right, you know? right. So, where, what professions were they uh, were they recruiting from? Was it like uh, butchers? I mean, they were or? Fi- they were physicians. They, they were people with a medical background, oh, okay. but they weren't surgeons. Out of the Confederate ar- army, they had three thousand medical or uh, battlefield surgeons. Only twenty seven had any prior experience Jesus with surgery. Christ. I mean, this is on the job training. Oh yeah, yeah I would just hate to be the first, like f- one of the first fifty, <laughs> because they're really trying out some new stuff on you there. Yeah, anyone who was wounded in the head, belly, or chest, they just put him to the side and waited for him to die. This is like, nope. And you would hear these men; they would scream right. in agony, I'm scream for their mothers. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. You'll be soon. Don't you worry about it, Bernadette. I mean, at some point, Bernadette becomes so annoying that you just must look at this pile of future corpses and hate them. Oh, yeah, If you're yeah, a doctor, yeah. you're just like, shut up! All they're doing is ruining your day. Yeah. 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 Uh, what Here is, I'm going to read you guys uh, an account from the medical director of the Army of the Potomac, Dr. Jonathan Letterman. Here's what he wrote after the Battle of Antietam. It's a beautiful song. I know, I like it. The surgery of these battlefields has been pronounced butchery. Gross misrepresentations of the conduct of medical officers have been made and scattered broadcast over the country. I saw toes that looked like pepperonis. (laughs) I saw knees that looked like pepperonis. Would you stop thinking about me for a second? He's doing a reading. It caused deep and heart-rending anxiety to those who had friends or relatives in the Army who might at any moment require the services of a surgeon. It is not to be supposed that there were no incompetent surgeons in the Army. It is certainly true that there were. But these sweeping denunciations against a class of men who will favorably compare with the military surgeons of any country because of the incompetency and shortcomings of a few are wrong and do injustice to a body of men who have labored faithfully and well. It is easy to magnify an existing evil until it is beyond the bounds of truth. It is equally easy to pass by the good that has been done on the other side. Some medical officers lost their lives in their devotion to duty in the Battle of Antietam, and others sickened from excessive labor, which they conscientiously and skillfully performed. If any objection could be urged against the surgery of those fields, it would be the efforts on the part of surgeons to practice conservative surgery to too great an extent. See, it's only like this tone of voice, this accent, yeah. and this music that like made slavery like seem kind of okay. Yeah, for it did, like two hundred years. Last adventure. <laughs> yeah, like all these, all these surgeons did were butcher people. Oh yeah, yeah. skillful. Yeah, art. Just being like, well, well, you got a paper cut, babe. Yeah. We're gonna have to lose that whole hand, <laughs> you know. Just like smash, you smash. See, what That's we gotta do is we gotta smash the bone so it's easier for me to snip through with this pair of horse scissors. They weren't carving Elvis out of a peanut or anything. I mean, these were not skillful <laughs> surgeons. Uh, here is God, a, the way he sounds. The way that he says that, though, it really does seem like they were doing a great job. They were yeah. doing God's work. Oh over that. yeah. Uh, the actual process of amputation, they would take a bone saw, which is where the term sawbones comes from. Okay. Uh, sawbones? Sawbones. Yeah, you, you never... Well, okay, I guess that's a southern thing. 
What is what, a sawbone? Saw a doctor. It's just where you call a doctor. Oh, you, you call, call him a, a sawbone. Saw I always call him a doctor. Yeah. Physician, maybe. Someone, so, I called him a name that didn't terrify me, you know? I got to go off and see the teeth crack. Oh, <laughs> uh, good, good. Yes. Uh, so he'd saw the bone. He'd saw the leg until the bone was completely severed. Right, right. Yeah. And they just throw it into a pile of limbs. Absolutely. And dogs he, are playing with it. And oh, like, that, people are just being like, the I would knee say. bone connects to the ankle bone, like laughing it up. If you want to look on the bright side, it was a great time to be a dog. <laughs> Full of bones. Yeah. Full, Full of bones. bones. And Bunch each of, of meat. And each of these battlefield hospitals, they would have piles of limbs. I mean, I'm talking the like 10-foot-high piles of arms and Now, legs. Timmy, I'm at work now. Just go jump into bones. <laughs> go jump into bloody bones. I like how the bones go click and click. <laughs> I think he's going to grow up to be a nobleman. <laughs> and so after the bone, after the limb was amputated, the surgeon would tie off the ar- arteries with right. either horsehair, silk, or cotton threads. Oh, he silk. Would, yeah, That's silk. very nice. He nice. would then scrape the end and the edges of the bone smooth so it wouldn't work back through the skin. Great. And then the flap of skin left by the surgeon would be pulled across and sold closed, <sighs> leaving a drainage hole. Uh, because a lot of these guys oh, yeah. got gangrene infections. Sure. Yeah, because uh, actual disinfection of uh, sur- of surgical equipment only was uh, discovered in 1865. Ah, a bit late. The mm. last year of the American. Just don't worry. The they war. waved a bunch of sage over it, made three wishes, and that's all you have to do to make things clean. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've heard that. If you want to recreate that, just get a burrito and put a lot oh. of guacamole in it and just <laughs> squeeze it from one end. That's what it just sounded similar. like. It sounded like the way I wrap Christmas presents. It really does, yeah. Well, uh, one surgeon... And, of course, where your Christmas... You have to have a breathe hole because you're always giving live animals. <laughs> one one surgeon recalled... Uh-oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Entirely reasonably, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know. We operate... <laughs> yes? We operated on old blood-stained and often pus-stained coats. <sighs> we used undisinfected instruments. Why from do you sound un- proud? From Why are you <laughs> proud? <laughs> they can't get enough of that pus stain. Yeah. <laughs> from undisinfected plush line cases. Ugh. If a sponge, if they had sponges, or an instrument so, fell on the floor. It's just like the worst OK Cupid about me mm-hmm. section possible. <laughs> it was washed and squeezed in a basin of water and used as if it was clean. As if. As if. You just pretend it's clean. <laughs> Guess yes, and. This is what I used to do with my bedroom as a child. This is where improv came from. Yeah. Guess how long each limb, on average, each surgeon would spend on amputating a limb. I'm going to say 12 minutes a leg. 10 minutes. Whoa, 10 minutes. 10 to, minutes. I guess that's fast. Yeah, that's I mean, when if there's any butchers amputated. out there, tell us how long it takes. If, if we got a butcher who listens right. to the police, please tell us how much does it take? How long does it take to dissect a pig? <laughs> I mean, the pig's got a smaller leg, though, doesn't he? You just no, chop it's got it right up. bones. You think so? I have no fucking clue. Isn't that something? <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, so now let that's us. The most get- accurate thing you've ever said <laughs> on the show. That's great. Now let's move on to what is arguably the most haunted place in all of America. Yes. Gettysburg. Gettysburg. It was fought over three days in 1863. There were 50,000 casualties. Was it like to the day of Woodstock? (laughs) (laughs) Like like 100 years ago to the day? It was July 1st to the 3rd. 
Hmm. Yeah. So right it's before, right before uh, nice Fourth of July. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice uh, oh God. Pencil- Pennsylvania in the middle it's of summer. Little, it's a little hot, but it's better than the freezing cold polar vortex that we're suffering through right now. Tell me about it. Is yeah. it cold enough for you? <laughs> Let's discuss the weather. Well, there's a particularly large number of shadow people uh, reported at the Devil's Den. Describe shadow people. Go ahead, Henry. Shadow Peppa. Shadow Peppa. Shadow Peppa. Sh- are you uh, you're thinking about peppers? Shadow Peppa. Um, shadow people are uh, entities that uh, apparently, like, a lot of times it's associated with sleep paralysis and also seeing things out of the corner of your eye, where it's like you see an image, it's just like a shadow, a shape of a human, and mm-hmm. uh, George Norrie uh, is a great champion of shadow people, and Absolutely. he loves to hear stories about them. From coast to coast, of course. So th- were the shadow people seen by the soldiers at the time, or are these the seen sh- by people now? The shadow people, it started weeks after the battle, day uh, actually days after the battle, uh, and it continues to this and day. And so if you would fight for three days, I mean, this is just three days straight, right? So these folks were up for, A lot know, of these battles, there was, hours. there was no breaks whatsoever. Right. People, men would lose track of time. They'd had no idea how long they were fighting for. It's nuts to me. I have a very accurate idea of how long I'm doing anything because I'm so excited to get back to doing nothing. That's right. <laughs> you know? And the reason why the Devil's Den was so particularly brutal, because the channel was suck on C-SPAN on the old TV <laughs> Oh, that's motor. the worst. Uh, it was a perch for Confederate snipers. So these Damn. snipers are just up there, and they're just boom, boom, They were crushing boom, them. Boom, boom. And that's, pretty, that's a pretty good position to have in any sort of army, the sniper position. You're kind of safe oh, up yeah. there. Oh, yeah, I'd love to be a sniper. Yeah. Uh, well, Is this the, where the term shooting fish in a barrel comes in? But no, the, no, that's from the old fish barrels from back in Jerusalem, Jesus' time. Oh, I yeah, see. They yeah, had yeah, guns yeah. back then. Again? Just made that up. Made, made it up. It up. Okay. No clue. No clue. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, the uh, Gettysburg is interesting because it not only has the hauntings on the battlefield, but it has so many different hauntings of the houses surrounding Gettysburg. But I also think it's, it's the really whole town. What's mm-hmm. important for these hauntings to actually, like, what... They, they make these sites like historic sites, so there's nothing built on them. There's nothing, like, interrupting that energy that's still sitting there. It's kind of like a haunted house, where it's like the Bloody Lane, where it's yeah. a concentrated area, mm-hmm. and nobody touches it. I mean, and there's also you... something to the importance of it and the giving to it the psychic energy of, like, this is an important place about... And, like, there is a, a very, like, specific mark and history is here, very bloody, and that psychic support also, I, I think, probably supports the ghost energies. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to build a Walmart on Bloody Lane. Uh, that would be amazing. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and you like, see an those, IHOP. Those Hulk gloves flying everywhere, just going, Hulk smash! Hulk smash! Yeah. Yeah. Well, the very first casualty of Gettysburg happened at the Cashtown Inn. Uh, it's just, it's your standard place where, you know, they have, uh, it's poltergeist activity. You have knocks on the doors, lights turning on and off, doors locking and unlocking. And uh, the owners of the house, they claim to have photographic evidence of the of this soldier who was killed there. I mean, if these lights go on and off, and if the doors uh, open and, uh, That's and just classic. lock and unlock at, at the perfect time, it might just be unbelievably convenient. You know, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the first clapper. <laughs> You know, you clap three times. Sergeant, the private sergeant clapper. From the, like, he always turns the light on, lights on at the perfect time. I think the uh, the most uh, the creepiest battlefield haunting of Gettysburg that I found was what the, who they called the red haired woman. Ooh. It's a woman. They mm, say like she's wearing a gray homespun dress. She's yeah. got the most beautiful red hair you've ever mm-hmm. seen. House and of she's, 
Face beautiful. Mm. Beautiful face. She's yeah, got a beautiful. nice face. She's a beautiful rump woman. on it. She's a nice rump. It's oh, a good rump. You yeah. can pump the, if you want to pump the rump, you can pump the rump. I want to reach rump. around and grab the front. Now pump you're the rump. You're, <laughs> feel yeah. the top. Oh, all over that red headed Did anybody woman. notice when Henry walked in, all the female ghosts left? <laughs> Isn't that weird? I don't even think it's haunted mm. anymore. Line up, lady ghosts. Mm. They love you, Henry. So this woman, they see, you see her wandering around the battlefield in a daze, just, you know, just not really, not running, not walking, mm-hmm. uh, just stumbling along, and she just screams, Jim. Jim. Over Jim. and over again. He's not an old Jim. Jewish man. Jim. Oh, Jim, where are you? Oh, Jim, I can't believe these prices. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of guys named Jim probably out there on the battlefield. Absolutely. A lot of the ghost 90, it could have just been any girl with a fucking red wig on walking around there looking for Jim and getting out of fuck some frat Halloween party. You never know. <laughs> you never know. There's probably a lady doing it right now in Tallahassee. God, I wish I was Jim, though. Yeah, yeah, that would be you nice. Know? We all want to be Jim. Feel mm. bad for all the Bobs and the Johns out there. <laughs> Another haunted house is uh, Hummelbaugh House. It's where a uh, famous brigadier general, uh, his name was uh, William Barksdale. He was br- he was a Confederate general. He was brought to this house to Even die. Even the names are racist. Even the names Barksdale? sound like racist. It's like, well, President Bill- Brigadier General William Barksdale, I come on down here. I'll own yeah. all you. He's just yeah. like, no, no, this is present day. Those are the New York Knicks. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, you can hear his anguished cries, you know, as he's dying slowly. You can also hear, this is a, an interesting one. This is an actual an animal haunting because uh, he had a, a dog with him constantly. After uh, Barksdale died, the dog sat by it's his It's so grave. funny because his name's Barksdale. Right. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Marcus, did you think of that? I didn't think of that. You know, I thought about it, but Henry said it first. Good. <laughs> Isn't that something? As long as one of us got it. Yeah, yeah. Barksdale. <laughs> uh, number three podcast on K Comedy Radio. Uh, so the dog sat by the grave uh, and starved to death uh, until you know after his master died, just completely starved to death. Loyal and, dog, huh? yeah. And you can no still food, hear no food around. One of the two, and you can yeah, still yeah. hear that and see yeah. the dog wandering the grounds to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he hang it, out with the uh, with the general, with the brigadier general? You know, I don't know if you see him. Well, I don't think you see the brigadier general. Oh. Brigadier general's ghost just like riding the dog through the town. <laughs> <laughs> I weigh nothing now. I can finally ride the dog. Now for the creepiest haunting in all of Gettysburg oh, yeah. that I cannot believe I have never heard of before this, the soldier's orphanage. The soldier's Ooh. orphanage. Okay. I love it. So these are with, these are children of soldiers. It is. No, I'll get to why it's called the Soldier's okay. Orphanage. Oh, very good. But yes. Uh, I thought he said he was going to get to it. I mean, he answered immediately. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah, get yeah. to it. We'll get to yeah, it. He, well, just, he well, did get to it, though. Yeah, I did get to it. Quickly, Absolutely. Uh, the salt, this place is so haunted. <laughs> what are you yelling at me for? No, no, no. It's so haunted that some psychics refuse to go inside. Jesus. People oh, who come are, on. Yeah, people who get are particularly there. sensitive, they refuse yeah, to people, go inside. You quit being pussies. The night a fireman went into the Burning World Trade Center. Be a hero, psychic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to go in there. And it's not often when I'm researching stuff online and I see something and it immediately gives me chills. Let's do this. I saw yeah. pictures of what that came to be referred to as the pit. Ooh. And it just immediately. Like, <laughs> Can we look this. at the pictures? Uh, I'll show them to you. I don't have them pulled up right oh, now. Oh, okay. Uh, but the sad story 
of the soldiers' orphanage began when they found a soldier dead on the grounds of Gettysburg clutching a picture of three children. Okay. And for some reason, the press grabbed onto this, and the Philadelphia Inquirer ran this big campaign, Whose Father Is He? so funny how, like, newspapers have also, like, barely changed, where it's like if you could get that emotional hook in Mm -hmm. to, like, of course, because you're talking about war, and it's, like, a big, juicy story, of course. Yeah, and people loved it. They ate it up. Is it possible that he was a pedophile? No. Do we know that? You're disgusting. We, well, I mean, is it possible? These are American heroes. It, well, he's a confederate. Oh, fuck him. No, he's, he's a not. pedophile. Oh, he's a, yeah, is, they're not going to run a fucking confederate soldier in the Philadelphia Inquirer. All oh. right. Unless he's a pedophile. He's a hero. <laughs> so well, soon, never know. soon his wife, Felinda Humiston. Felinda? <laughs> Felinda, you got to quit sucking that horse's dick. Uh, so, uh, yeah, can I go to war? Because Felinda is being a real Felinda. Again, oh, she and refuses to put any milk in the fucking jug. She keeps just sucking it out of the udder, and I keep telling her it's saying it ain't semen. Felinda, get off like, the udder. Hey, semen is good protein for the lady. My father told me not to marry you, Felinda. You're horrible people, both of you. I mean, because she was a good woman. You know you what don't she know did? Her. You know what she what did? What did she do after the outpouring? Changed of- her name to Wendy. No. That's a fine, better name than Felinda. Melinda. Melinda would have been a better name. Melinda is a much better name. Oh, Melinda, but yeah. after the outpouring of public support, people gave her so much money. You know what she did? She moved to Gettysburg, and she opened an orphanage for uh, soldiers, children. Aww. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, she opened, and uh, after a few years, uh, th- because of uh, other obligations, they don't go into what they actually were, but because of other obligations, she turned the orphanage over to a wo- young woman named Rose Carmichael. That's a nice name. That is a nice Rose, yeah. Rose was a merciless sadist mm. who beat the children this and is tortured what I was, them, tying them saying. up in the basement for days and even killing some of them. The crimes were discovered after a runaway was caught and told of her experiences at the orphanage, which included being beaten by teenage boys who Rosa armed with sticks and being tied to a fence in the hot sun until she suffered serious burns. But not to be anything, but weren't most orphanages like this, too, at the same time? More orphanages just sound like they were a bad place to be they until, were like, awful. 2010. Yeah. They, they were, were a bad, bad. They were a bad place to be, but this one was particularly bad. Yeah. And it's not. they're not just going off of the word of one small child. Gear. They went to the orf- orphanage and the orphanage. And they found in the pit what is you know the cellar, which became known as the pit. Mm-hmm. They found torture devices. Uh, it had been converted into a dungeon. Children were set shackled to the walls and left to die. Jesus, what I'm talking Christ. about. I knew it was going to be a pedophile ring. It's not it a wasn't pedophile, pedophile. Ring. No, it was she just they were sexually abused. Probably. You just added that. I'm sure that they were. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the boys that she sent to beat all the other children, they were yeah, between she, 14 were... and 19. Of course, oh, they yeah. were doing some Yeah, they were weird pecking shit. and touching. This is, yeah, this sounds like a terrible place. Very haunted. And this is the place that many um, well, so well, go in. Well, so is it well, still, like, standing there? I yet? mean, yeah. Well, one paranormal investigator. Actually, yes, it is. They shut it down for years. It opened, up, uh, opened back up in the 1950s as a museum. People okay. are allowed to go down there. In fact, one paranormal investigator who explored the cellar where the children were tortured, she wrote I crawled in the pit and saw what else? <laughs> Nothing. I had my EVP recorder along with me. See, this is which more stands, modern. Yeah, I think which stands for, for electronic voice phenomena. <laughs> she sounds like a man too, kind of. 
We left and went back to the hotel to review the evidence. Hands up, Delta Burke. Was she the, uh... I had two EVPs. The one is my dad talking about going into the pit, and you hear a female's voice saying, Get back. Get back now. And another one where my dad and I are in the pit and asked if anyone was in there, and a child's voice replies, Yes. Now get oh. out of here. I'm coming Child's voice replied. Somebody burned the Tostinos. Uh-oh, that's terrible. I don't even know how you burn uh, Tostitos. Torture, torture devices down there. That is modern-day kid torture, <laughs> burning their Tostito, which is difficult to do. People say they smell sulfur down there. Mm-hmm. Others come out with bites and scratch marks on them. Hell yeah. Uh, Ooh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, also apparently a small black dog that roams the grounds. People say, oh, look at the dog. And then they notice that the dog's feet don't touch the ground. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, upstairs, outside of the pit, people uh, report seeing a Confederate soldier who's bleeding from the neck and chest. He's like going, hey, how you doing? How you doing, ladies? Hey. <laughs> I don't know hey, why no one's like hey, 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 I got a bit of a neck wound, but if you look past that, and the fact that I'm a yeah, ghost. I want to take it out. I want to take it out. I want to take it to movies. Yeah. yeah. See, buddy. Yeah. Hey. Uh, there's also another Confederate soldier that can seen, be seen walking up the stairs holding a black satchel. Okay. Which is odd. Yeah. Uh, and after they... Uh, after, <laughs> the look on your face. Yeah. That is odd. That is, yeah, the satchel yeah. there. Yeah. Black satchel's great band name. Black it satchel. Is. Oh, it yeah. is, yeah. 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 So they re- after they reopened it in the 50s, it's a morbid place. I bet. Because sure. they actually have recreations. I feel like if they had done it like fun if they had redone it in a fun way with like a ball pit and shit that would be really disgusting really weird yeah so they show that would be pretty incredible I would love it I'm saying I love it but I'm just saying it's probably better they do it in morbid than just being like and then the Hamburglar comes like there's a statue of the Hamburglar down there I think that would rile up pacifying the children (laughs) it could rile up some ghosts though especially if it's the kid uh, the child ghost if kids are over there having a great time full of joy that would really anger these kids who were tortured and murdered a whole basement of kids who never even got to have a hamburger probably yeah (laughs) that's a shame to me that's the ultimate torture it wasn't Mm. invented yet when was a hamburger invented? Sometime later. <laughs> Sometime later, yeah. When the clown made it. Ronald McDonald. In fact, what they have down there is they have a wax dummy named Johnny shackled to the wall. Ah, uh, Johnny's That's doing great. fine. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Hollywood Square regular Charlie Weaver narrates the story of Johnny's punishment. How, how and, you ask, and you ask... Who is Charlie Weaver? Yeah. And how was he on Hollywood Square? He was obviously a regular. He Not was a regular. Yeah, so let's hear a little bit of Charlie Weaver. Yeah. Charlie? Charlie? He didn't go for the block with Marty in the middle. Okay, let's see what happens. He went for the bubble instead of the block. That's who. Ooh, Charlie. Telling bone chilling stories from the South since 1974. <laughs> A vice admiral or a rear admiral? Well, that depends on who drinks the most. <laughs> oh, hello. Charlie Weaver. Brings a little levity. Yeah. That's why he's a regular. That is the oldest, ugliest man. That, it's, that he yeah. looks like. Now ah. imagine him narrating the story of a little boy being chained to the oh, wall and little, tortured to death. Little you know. Johnny and his head, his little bubbles and his baubles played with, and he had his toes, his smishy, he smashed, and he had his fingers all cribbity crumpled. It doesn't seem like that strange <laughs> of a uh, situation for him. He seems like he has kids tied up in his basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's seen it a thousand times. He wrote Definitely. the book on doing bad things to yes. a child, and the book was called. Doing bad things to a child by 
Charlie Chuckmeister Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> the weave. I make the guys and the boys call me the big weave. Yeah. Then there was the Hair Tavern, which was also a uh, Confederate hospital. People hear sounds of sawing and men begging for mercy. Mm. Soldiers wandering the grounds, bleeding from every fucking orifice that you can think of. It just sounds like genius. Everyone's just got to get the fuck out of Virginia. Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Virginia is littered with ghosts. Were there any um, major medical advancements made? Throughout this time, or were they just like we have so many people? They let's learned, just saw it off. They're like they like learned. I like I, I feel it's they learned what not to do. Yeah, that's it's it. like oh, you know what we gotta do? We gotta wash this shit. You oh, wa- you know what I'm gonna? You we can't just pretend it. like it's yeah. washed. No, no, we gotta wash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know when sometimes we just shouldn't let them just die. You know, <laughs> Don't we let try them die. to do something for them. You yeah. know. Uh, then there's the Daniel Lady Farm. Uh, that's where they took uh, guys who suffer from artillery wounds, chest wounds, and lost limbs. Uh, they were brought to the farm to uh, just suffer through the final moments of their lives. Awesome. That's it. And Shit. that has one of the biggest hauntings because you have the ghost of both General Isaac Ewell and a corps of 10,000 soldiers. Jesus. And it's said to still haunt the ground. And he's still the directing them. Still directing them. That's a great afterlife. If you were a general and you die with a thousand of your soldiers and you get to be a general for you all of eternity. Boss forever? That's yeah, great. that would be amazing. Yule. General Yule. So let's bring all of this thing together in one of the ni- in one of the eighteen hundreds greatest spiritualists, the man who was behind the plan, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, uh, love old spindly Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not so gay secret gay Lincoln. Nothing gay about him. <laughs> Just dressed real well and had concern for his fellow man. I mean he never slept with his wife. No, that's fine. You know, he had wasn't. many close male compatriots. Many yes. close male friends. But he's a, just a good old-fashioned funny guy. You he saw had Daniel Day-Lewis. That's right. He's nobody straighter than Daniel Day-Lewis. That's, he's an actor from Hollywood. <laughs> of course. Him and Mr. Weaver, the two straightest guys around. Yeah, never sucked on a little boy's nuts. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for a different episode. So what I didn't know about Lincoln is while and during his presidency, he used to have mediums come to the White House all the time. And well, this, was the, this was mediumship at its like height. It really you know, was. It's like there was like well, we had the, the Fox sisters. There was a bunch of people who did this. Like mm-hmm. all throughout, there were celebrities channeling ghosts. Yeah. yeah, the Fox sisters were great. Check them out. We did an episode on the Fox sisters. One of our earliest yeah. episodes yeah. were about them. Uh, look, look, look them up. They're big knuckles. Yeah, full of lies they were. Yeah, but that's fine. And so here's an, another interesting thing about Lincoln is that he. Uh, had a dream a week before his death uh, predicting it essentially just yeah. this prophetic dream and in fact Henry I'd like you this to is, uh, to read the journal entry this is very Absolutely. interesting and I wonder if a week from now if Henry will be standing over a boiling pot of sausages with a little red sauce no! much as you dreamed I would be, last I mean, night I'd be really happy because then I'd have all the jam sausages in there alright alright so it starts with about 10 days ago mm-hmm about ten days ago, <laughs> well, it was a bit of a I high pitch. very late. I soon began to dream. There seemed to be a death-like stillness about me. And I heard some hmm. nude sobs as if a number of people were weeping. <laughs> I thought I left my bed and wandered downstairs. <laughs> there the silence was broken by the same pitiful sobbing, but the mourners were invisible. I went from room to room. No living person was in sight, but the same mournful sounds met me as I passed alone. I was puzzled and alarmed. Ah, it's the sound I made. Ah, ah. Oh, my. Okay. It's okay. Determined to find the cause of a state of things so mysterious and shocking, I kept on until I arrived at the East Room. 
before me was a catafalque, on which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people, some gazing mournfully upon the corpse whose face was covered, others weeping pitifully. Who is the dead in the White House? I demanded one of the soldiers. The president was his answer. He was killed by an assassin. Wait, what? An assassin. An assassin, okay. Then came a loud burst of grief from the crowd. It sounded like this. Which awoke me from my dream. I slept no more that night. And though it was only a dream, I have been strangely annoyed by it ever since. But I just went ahead and sucked my assistant's penis and I yeah. felt better. I get the feeling he was wearing a corset while he was writing that. I think Douglas might have won the debate if uh, if Lincoln would have used his inside voice outside. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, do you think that... Uh, oh, these shoes are so tight. I am president of yeah, America. I, I, Daniel Day-Lewis did it wrong. Oh. You nailed it, Henry. Oh. That's what Lincoln actually sounded like. No <laughs> doubt about it. Just like an old Betty. <laughs> yeah, old Betty Lincoln. That's what they called him inside the old White House there. That's why he loved the theater so much. Oh. And, of course, as we all know, you know, Abraham Lincoln haunts the White House. Uh, yeah, Lincoln Ronald, bedroom. People yeah. say they've seen him countless times. Yeah. Presidents have been haunted by him. Richard Nixon was specifically haunted by Lincoln. Harry S. Truman was specifically haunted by him. Yeah, they saw him all the time. And he's I would just love to around. see Richard Nixon be haunted. Just like, <laughs> just oh, like he would no be matter, great. I feel like no matter what was ha- I think he could be just as sad and upset by being haunted by Gussie. He was like at the beach where he yeah. was just like at the beach like god damn sand in my toupee. Yeah. There's sand in my arts and my lemonade. Oh. There's a great Netflix documentary on, on Nixon and they play a lot of his tapes. That's exactly what he sounded like. That's pretty much all he did. He just bitched about everything. Yeah. 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 Very unhappy fellow. Yeah. yeah. Very unhappy indeed. And of course Ford's theater is also haunted. People yeah. report hearing John Wilkes Booth running up and Farting down the Farting the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> Farting up. Thoughts of John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> it's it's insane that John Wilkes Booth was such a uh, famous actor at the time. But yeah, he was a big time actor. He was yeah. a regular, yeah, he's a regular he Mel Gibson over he, there. He was. He was. Yeah. And actors to this day report icy sensations at center stage, strange noises, weeping and laughter, lights turning on and off, and a tendency to forget their lives. But sadly, well, it's, just, not, it's just them failing. Yeah, it's just them not doing a good job on stage or really killing it or just not understanding what a sound technician does or what a lighting technician does. Where are all these lights coming from? I'm up here. I'm up here doing my soliloquies and these people are laughing and weeping. <laughs> How dare there be a whole room of people to watch me? I prefer to act by myself. That's me. Yeah. That's me. That's you actor, like no. 10 years yeah. from now. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we have this... I can't believe how much research you did that we didn't even touch. No, yeah, I mean, literally uh, like took touch like three uh, things. We didn't go through uh, the Alamo, uh, the uh, battle in uh, Scotland in 1632. What was that battle of Scotland called? Like Yeah, Nimegeke. Yeah, something, something like that. Something we, like didn't, that. we didn't go through the Battle of Edgehill during the There's English a lot Civil of War. We'll we didn't do, go through the we'll Angel of the World War yeah. One. We'll like, do episodes like that. We'll pick this up and do yeah, more we'll historical content. Absolutely. Like the next one, we can almost devote completely just to Europe. Yeah. But although I would like to, you know, cover the Alamo at some point. Of course you would. That is that will be your piece. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, Marcus, put those pictures up on the uh, on the last podcast page if you yeah, could. Yeah, we see the, uh, the I want to see them. Yeah, um, come there. and check out Murder Fist That's at right. the Chicago Sketch Comedy Festival this Friday and Saturday, 11 p.m. at Stage Seven Seven Three. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a show. 
January 27th. I believe so. January uh, 27th. And this is the this is the last show before Henry goes to ta- uh, leaves town Los for Angeles. a month to go to Los Angeles. So come on down. So we'll be doing, we'll be phoning in from Los Angeles again like I did last year. And it'll be fun. We'll have fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Skype. Uh, but yeah. you'll be here for January 27th. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Hell and yeah. And Twitter, at Ben Kissel and Marcus Parks and at Henry Loves You. Yeah. This is what I've been told to do. We're doing, I got doing good. We're doing we it. Do yeah. This. Yeah. this is it. Join the Facebook page and, um, you know, uh, share your boobies to everybody. Yeah. Almost got Show your boobies to everybody as well. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, well, hail Satan, everybody. Hail fucking Satan. Wild uh, game. Uh, I hope that statue goes up in Oklahoma. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, statue absolutely. looks awesome. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a lawyer buddy of mine who works for the ACLU, and we might have him on uh, other this show or top ads. They can't block it. No, they can't. No. I love it. It's a wonderful thing. We'll talk about that on on another podcast. Magoostalations. Magoostalations. Hail yourselves. And and thank you guys so much for listening and uh, and making this another show. We love you very, very deeply. Don't do that. You're going to. We just lost. And now we're the number fifth show. This show is sponsored. By BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs who are looking to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for a creative way to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. If I needed to give a class on digging holes, I'd do it. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand. Upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills. And tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or you can sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash left.